I'm Bryce Connor, and welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to be talking about government responses to social movements. A couple of examples that will be discussed are Brown vs. Board of Education, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title IX, and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. In Brown versus Board of Education, third grader Linda Brown was forced to attend a segregated elementary school that required her to travel long distances to get there when there was a white elementary school much closer. Brown sued the Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas, and Thurgood Marshall was attempting to prove that segregated schools were a violation of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. The Supreme Court agreed with Thurgood. With this reaction to the court case, other cases of segregated schools were heard which eventually dominoed until all schools were eventually desegregated. Brown versus Board of Education was a government response to a specific event that represented many across the country. So through this one case, a president was made for all other schools, which led to the end of segregation in schools. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 was another big response from the government because the legislation barred discrimination in public accommodations, employment, or voting on the basis of color, national origin, race, religion, or sex. The Civil Rights Act also created the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to monitor and enforce law. What this was all reverting was the initial ruling of Plessy v. Ferguson of 1895, which found racial segregation that were, quote, separate but equal to be constitutional. The government typically attempts to go with what is most wanted by the people and it can be seen in all of these cases where those persecuting or those speaking out are the ones drawing the change to represent what the majority wants. Exactly like in Brown versus Board of Education where Brown sued Topeka's Board of Education which put other boards on notice. Those speaking out spoke out for years for what was eventually a part of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, showing again in recent history the government attempts to do what is best, whereas the government in a time like 1895 decides that separate but equal is constitutional. Title IX is a provision of the Education Amendments of 1972, 
which prevents schools and universities receiving federal funding from discriminating against female students. Title IX was a huge implement of force from the government, as any of the 16,500 local school districts, 7,000 post-secondary institutions, as well as various other institutions that receive federal funding must comply to the standards of Title IX. Government responses to any social movement is going to be different during any time frame. Public policy promoting civil rights is influenced by citizen-state interactions and constitutional interpretation over time. This is why a ruling like Plessy v. Ferguson could happen in 1895 and why 69 years later in a different America the Civil Rights Act is implemented. All government response is going off of constitutional interpretation, so in 1857, when there wasn't even an amendment saying slavery was prohibited, a case like Dred Scott's can go by and the ruling be citizenship was not meant for blacks. Then in a completely different era of 2015, the Supreme Court lifted bans on same-sex marriage and Obergefell v. Hodges case. The Voting Rights Act of 1965 is a legislation which prohibits racial discrimination in voting, including the use of literacy tests, poll taxes, and grandfather clauses. This act was under Lyndon B. Johnson, who had many reactions and responses to various social movements that occurred during his presidency. Literacy tests were formally given to people of color as a way to keep them from being able to vote knowing that they didn't have an equal education and most of the questions were meant to trick people up. Along with this are poll taxes that were also used by southerners to negate black votes because they couldn't pay the tax. The grandfather clause, which allowed people to get by restrictions by already having the right as a descendant of man who could vote, was also gotten rid of. Through these examples and other additional cases brought up such as Dred Scott and Plessy v. Ferguson, we can see that government responses to social movements depends on the constitutional interpretation at that time. That'll be all for this podcast.